cowpoke's caravan crossed the dusty desert to take on the sun devils from Tempe on a steamy Saturday after sunset. The cowboys' coach, Mike Gundy, had holstered a trio of gunslingers ready to rotate in and out to take on Kenny Dillingham's devil's defense. The sun devils dashed out to an early edge after a Cameron Scadaboo skedaddled and sliced through the state defense for six. The pokes pushed right back after a poor punt put them in prime scoring position and the Cowboys countered to tie the tango at 7-7. The Sun Devils then struck on a scintillating 65-yard spiral to take a 13-7 lead. Then Scadaboo skittered in for a surprising two-point conversion and a 15-7 lead. The Cowboys kicker Cannon cracked a forceful 52-yard field goal to head in the halftime down 15-10. Pistol Pete perspired profusely and was perplexed that the Cowpokes couldn't produce any rushing yards in the first half. In the second half, the Sun Devils' desires were denied by the daunting defense of the crazed Cowboys. Gundy's guys gained ground by bruising and battering the Devils' defense to a tune of 113 yards rushing in the second half. Oklahoma State slowly stretched their supremacy by piling up 17 straight second-half precious points. State sealed the show with a sly, shallow cross for a 16-yard touchdown, silencing the Sun Devil supporters and walking away with a workmanlike win. Oklahoma State 27, Arizona State 15. Welcome, everyone, to the Seagulls Community Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of September 10th, 2023. Week two is done. We now have two data points on our charts, which means we can draw a straight line through them and we can discover trends. My favorite trend is because Shitter Sanders did not throw as many passing yards as he did last week, by the end of the season, he's going to have zero. That's how trends work. And I'm pretty sure that's how math works. As always, I'm Jordan, and with me tonight, I've got Kamish, Pit Girl, Beth, and Arthur listening in from the wings. Kamish, how are you, sir? I'm good. It was uh, an interesting weekend, uh, to say the least, and let's talk about this one, because uh, what a what a jumbled mess this week was. Yep. <laughs> it, was it was not intentionally uh, a jumbled mess, but uh, Mother Nature had some other plans for us. Pit Girl, how are you? I am good. I am looking forward to learning what happened this weekend because I missed almost everything except for Pitt. I was very there for Pitt. Very, very there for Pitt. Beth, how are you? If you're worried about missing things while you go to live football games, let me recommend the several hours long rain delay. So that's the story of the week is the weather. The East Coast, basically from Miami up through Boston, ended up with weather delays. My favorite one, and I'm not even sure this was connected to the weather, uh, Merrimack, one of our favorite NEC schools, ended up having to move their home game to Harvard with three hours notice. They bust all their shit from Merrimack, which is in like Northern Mass. It's not that far away, about 45 minutes away. No. But there was no power on campus. And hmm. so Merrimack threw all their shit into a bus, called Harvard, asked if they could play it there. 
and they ended up playing, I forget who they were playing, but Merrimack was hosting. We had weather delays that ranged from 30 minutes to, did UMass have the longer delay or did Purdue have the longer delay? I, I can't I remember think what. Virginia Tech and Purdue started at like 11 central noon Eastern, but they didn't finish until like, like seven-ish? Eastern, Something like that. I think. But UMass was still going, like, as the late games were kicking off. Like, UMass and Miami were still going. Well, uh, almost like midnight in in Amherst in in the surrounding area. So, I don't know if the delay was longer, but but UMass uh, basically not expected to play a night game. And they were deep into the night. Uh, Pig Girl, did you end up with a weather delay at that game? No, the the weather was uh fine it was a little bit humid and it looked like it was gonna rain but it ended up being very pleasant it just it went around us the sick community podcast is currently on a weather delay we lost power on the podcast the halftime show on espn during texas and alabama they lost power and so they still had for some reason, some things were still working, like their backstream was still working, but they were reading their notes with their phones, flashlights. So it was a great day all up and down the East Coast. Infrastructure is great in this country. Coming from Texas, I know good power infrastructure. So trust me when I say it, y'all are fine. We're all fine. Happy infrastructure week. I had a delay <laughs> myself. Um, power and internet for about 30 minutes. Uh, because we had some random thunderstorms. Knocked off the power and internet for 30 minutes. I think it was probably the second quarter of the Cal and Auburn game, along with the Oklahoma State and Arizona State game. I lost everything. And I'm like messaging everybody like, I can't tweet. I don't know what's going on. I got no power. Help. But so, I, you know, all your fans from the 11 games affected by weather delays, over 25 hours of weather delays. I, I went through it too, even though I wasn't with you in the stadiums there. I went through it with you also in spirit and, and you know, just out without internet and power for about 30 minutes. Oh, by the way, uh, Lehigh, Merrimack played Lehigh and ended up losing to Lehigh. 12-14. That sucks. I, that really sucks. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. This was such a clusterfuck of a schedule because if you're watching at home like probably most of us did it was nothing and then all of a sudden around four o'clock every game came back and so youtube tv saying like oh this game is here lies everything was a lie holy cross ac holy cross boston college got bumped to acc network prosper like proper it was just uh, like all over the place the quad box was a lie i know because... you know i'm using the espn plus like apple tv so that's quad good because well, well, no. well it was it was it was fun right so i'm trying to find all these games i have four games up just espn plus games because again with apple tv it's different than your youtube tv quad box but i have four games up and then like one goes into a weather delay and then they're like, Hey, it's a live looking at the other one. That's still going. So in the quad box, I had like the same game going a couple of different times, a couple of different screens because of the weather delay. So the quad box was just basically showing me two games. And then sometimes they were delayed by like a play or two. Oh yeah. So it was fun. I'm like, I get to see it happen in one. And then I got to see the, basically the replay of the play. <laughs> the other the fucking youtube tv quad box insisted that i wanted to watch wagner navy 
every one of them. First off, I cannot get a quad box that included El Asico and whatever the other big like 230 game was. Just like that did not exist. El Asico, but just in grayscale. Yeah, but they really wanted me to watch Wagner Navy for some didn't, reason. Didn't Wagner I, Navy I go into a weather delay also? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Everything fucking did. Jordan, Whoever. do you want to call that Wagner Navy as badly as I Wagner. always do? I, I do. Also, okay. this seems like a, a shout out for uh, Russian PMCs. Let's start with some on the ground reporting. Beth, how is West Virginia? Final score, West Virginia 56, Duquesne 17. No, this this score is an absolute lie. There was what happened prior to the uh, to seven minutes before the second quarter when we all had to scurry to our cars and to our homes. And then there was what happened afterward when Duquesne, I suppose, just decided that they were pretty much done for the day. West Virginia could do nothing competently on offense. They could do extra nothing competently on defense. And if number nine wants a scholarship with us in in like in January, we could talk, my friends. <laughs> but oh, this was this was just a mess. I did finally get to experience a very friendly weather delay because my sister has decided to move very close to Mountaineer Field, which Ooh. was a delight. Yeah, so during the rain delay, we took my father, who is an older gent and affectionately referred to as Puddles on this podcast. We took him over to my sister's house and ensconced him in a couch in a comfy blanket. And we watched uh, as much of Bama, Texas as we possibly could. It was very nice. At some point, Duquesne was up 7-0. Yeah. Then it got to be about, was it 10-14 when? The weather delay hit, yeah. The weather delay. It was 10-14. Yeah. And so I just stirred that score for a long time. Yep. Yep. And we we were joking at one point that this may be the longest lead that West Virginia holds all year. <laughs> <laughs> so number nine for Duquesne is is Teddy. And then it looks like his last name is spelled. It's not awful, but it's Affle. So A-F-F-U-L. Um, he was not awful at all. at all. He was wonderful. Um, there, the Duquesne also had a running back by the name of Taj Butts. Yep, I just wanted, we loved him. I just want to say my, Butts. Yep, my sister and I definitely did not snicker like third graders every single time he was announced, which was frequently. But Butts <laughs> on the carry, <laughs> like the PA announcer. Quick contact against Butts. Oh yeah, it was great. It was let's, just wonderful. Let's go to our other live report from. I mean, Arthur, you were there too. Big girl, you were there. How mm -hmm. was it Cincinnati? Well, first I would like to shout out and thank friends of the show, Pitt Twitter, because this year was the uh, annual Hailgate, and this year it was on a boat. There's a big Pennsylvania sticker on the boat now. That's great. Get hype. Nice. So shout out all to all of our, all the friends of the show who were in attendance. That was a really good vibe. That was great. And then we got in the stadium. I'm going to set the tone by reading you the play chart from ESPN for Pitt's first drive. Phil, uh, kickoff, 65 yards, touchback. First and 10 at Pitt 25, Phil Jerkovic, passing complete. Second and 10, Pitt 25, Phil Jerkovic, passing complete. Third and 10 at Pitt 25, Phil Jerkovic, passing complete. Fourth and 10 at Pitt 25, Caleb Junko, punt. That's it. That, that, yep. That's pretty much... How good of a punt was it? That punt was not very good. There was one that was okay. later that was very okay, so good. That did, that we dropped them on the two and almost tone. got a safety. That punt did not set the tone in Narduzzi, Narduzzi fashion. Okay. I, yes. I, I was told uh, that Phil was it. You've told me, hit girl, that Phil is it. No, I never said that. <laughs> I think I said that Phil might suck less than Keaton Slovis. I mean, that's... Not even confident about that right now. Phil was 10 for 32 last night. 
Jesus Christ. Also, the ghost of Jester Wea seems to have returned and reincarnated in Bub Means, who was targeted like 11 times and caught zero balls. I'm just going to jump in because I have yeah. thoughts. The thing to me that really stuck out is, yes, a lot of wide receivers did not have good nights. The wide receivers are not going to have a good night when the quarterback completes less than a third of his passes. Watching Phil Jerkovic, it was wild because it was like he was just miscalibrated. Like every mm-hmm. single pass was a little bit behind the receiver and a little bit underthrown. It's like if at the beginning of the game, maybe in warmups or something, there was something somehow that he was just everything got miscalibrated by a few yards. Okay. So- these wide receivers did not have a shot at a lot of these balls like there were a lot of times when they were able to kind of adjust that you know it was like maybe they could have caught it but it wasn't like the receivers were dropping like wow that was a great throw and he just dropped it like, oh no were nothing, all like, nothing yeah. not close you did a lot no. of effort to make it look like a drop right whereas yeah yeah so i i mean honestly i have no idea the the big thing that everyone's talking about in pittsburgh now here is the booing right because when you go 10 for 32 passing i guess the boos start and here the only thing i want to say is that as much as like yes people are booing bill because he didn't play well but the way pat narduzzi has i guess messaged all of this with the offense saying now it's my offense like we're gonna do this my way that means anything that happens with the offense now has a big magnifying like he's put that magnifying glass on himself and on the offense and it's going to be a lightning rod it's going to attract criticism when things don't go well and they did not go well on saturday night the the last thing i will tack on to this is that it did seem that it was it was a little bit better in the second half so like maybe We'll get our shit figured out. I also think next week is going to be really, really dumb. So stay tuned. Oh, it's going to be so dumb. Oh, yeah. Listen, for maximum stupid. What what level of confidence do you have in Pitt at this moment, on a scale from I, one to ten? Four. Okay, so that would be Pitt by about two touchdowns. <laughs> uh, last I saw, Vegas has it at like hit minus two and a half, one and a half. Uh-huh. It, it like opens. That. It opened at pit uh, at pit giving one. I this game is going to be very stupid, just unbelievably stupid. We can we can preview that on the next show. We can. That's fine. Definitely. I I do want to say you know maybe Phil just got to work a little bit of that BC out of him first, just a little bit. We took the BC. Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought staff too. Yeah, not yeah. It's in not, the walls. Not, not not S-T-A-F-F, S-T-A-P-H. Why don't you guys go over to Bobby Moe and have them like build you a debugging program? Because it really seemed like he was improperly rendered. But I mean, the big news of this game is that, that Pitt scored the first touchdown in CW history. Like first college football touchdown in CW history. Can, I they mean, just took ESPN scorebug. I was expecting to see some sort of like Scorebug horror or something new? No, nah, man, they just bought C- uh, ESPNs. Fuck that. Oh, that's lame. yeah. It, was, it is. It was the same scorebug. We were looking for a new one. Same scorebug. Also, I don't. I don't necessarily know if I got a halftime show on the CW. I didn't check. I was I, doing something else. I mean, you know, there were so many different games in and out. So if anybody knows if there was a CW halftime show or if it was just like broadcast ACC network halftime show or something like that, I, I definitely was curious if it would be like the NFL network halftime show. They did. I did okay. get a text from my dad about the CW's coverage. And this is the only thing I knew about the CW's coverage until you guys just started talking about it. Quote, 
I like the CW. There haven't been a bunch of commercials. It's like hockey coverage. Okay. So what do we need to do to become the official graphics package of the CW, of football on the CW? Because Not be that much. We were made to do this. Yeah. Let us. I'll have Michigan J Frog dancing across the bottom of the fucking screen. Please. Can we please? Yes. Yeah. He like waves his top hat uh-huh. around when when teams score. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Fabulous. I can't like we we will have one game themed after Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We'll have another one themed after Angel. We'll mm-hmm. have another one themed after Dawson's Creek. Like this is good. Then another one after Smallville. This yep. is going to be so good. Just let us do this. Give this to us, CW. The best thing about this was when they cut to the booth. Oh. The booth background was a sheet that said CW on it. It reminded me so much of the XFL in Vegas. I don't know how they dressed down a professional studio, but man, they managed to make it work. They did have the ACC like president there talking about how great it was to be on the CW. So there you go. I really wish when they went to commercial that they they played like the Dawson's Creek theme going to commercial. Yes, I mean, lean into this shit. I mean, just just go for it. Give me like the theme songs of all the CW shows going to commercial. I don't want to break for this break to be over. <laughs> Give us that. Why didn't you do it, Steve? Lean into it. Go go full CW. Just give us all the theme songs and. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, make it like the NFL Nickelodeon game. Mm -hmm. But also, I do kind of think that being on the CW is better than being buried on ESPN Plus. Agreed. So, I will say that apparently it was not a national broadcast. Hmm. There were some stage CW stations that chose to pick up, I believe, Tennessee State and Alabama AM. I don't remember exactly what it was. Our friend Tim Burke said that the Tampa station was picking up not this game. So that is an issue and kind of weird. But I hope that, yes, I hope this becomes a good thing. It was good to have another channel to watch. I am the sun. I am the air. I am rambling and I need to be loved. Just like everybody else. Over a montage of of somebody making a field goal. Love it. I I need to get this next one out real fast. Texas 34, Alabama 24. Texas is fucking back, and I love this. <laughs> it's great. Fuck yeah. This game was wild. Haymakers. The last half was watching two drunk dudes fight, just taking wild swings. It was not progressing up the field slowly. It was just taking huge shots at each other, hoping something landed, and Texas wins this. I will say the weirdest feeling, though, is that it was a win over Alabama, and I still don't feel 100% confident in Texas. And I can't tell if that's me being weird about it or Alabama not looking great because they got pushed around. I feel like their their quarterback got hounded. That's weird. I feel like this game, which I didn't watch too much of it. um, You know, I was focused on other games, of course. But I feel like this game now, like the narrative is like, it's not Texas is back. It's more like is Saban's dynasty over. I f- it's mm-hmm. weird. It's like, oh, it's over. The SEC is not good this year. Is Saban's dynasty over? Just wait for next year because Texas is coming. Yeah. We're running the SEC, baby. Sure. This is what you wanted. This is, yeah. It's the- Yeehaw! <laughs> I can't wait until Texas reinvents the Longhorn Network and then blows up the SEC. Love it. This God. is going to be great. We're going to do this. I have never heard Bryant-Denny Stadium boo their own team. And they did. I it, sometimes forget that you did not cut, like that you didn't come up in college football. Right. I know. I did. I did. I did. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they they were booing runs up the middle. 
like that's where we were at in the second half. Yeah, former Notre Dame and now current Alabama OC Tommy Reese looked like he was in hell. This is a hell job, and he looks he looks so sad. Not the creepiest looking OC this weekend because it did look like Bobby Petrino was in witness protection the entire time he was up in the booth. But Texas is back. It's great. Yeehaw, big cows. So just so on your save own, all this for when, when your, shit on, breaks down on your own. Like Texas is back meter. Are you on like the, the severe, the, the severe? So oh. you're on the very, oh. you're, you're all the way there. I I'm Texas, Texas. This is Rose Bowl of five, baby. Okay. He's at, we are so fucking okay. back levels okay. yeah. of, we are, of Texas. Is back. I, I'm just like, okay, it's week two. Remember this when we lose to TCU. <laughs> I, I'm just, oh, oh no. yeah, that's it. I, <clears throat> Jordan, you play Wyoming next week at home. At home. At home. No, it's, yeah. it's not in it's Laramie. Fine. It's fine. It's not in Laramie. Not in Laramie. It's, fine. it's still like, you know, but. It would, be, Wyoming it would be so though. good to trip on our own dicks. It'd be funny. Just... I, I, I have great news for you. You don't play us this year. And when we are at our most dick trippy, that <laughs> is <laughs> usually when we are poison for you guys. Yep. The state of Texas is in a bad way right now for football. Guys, it's, it's not great. Uh, FBS Texas is just having a really rough time at the moment. Hey, Rice is living their best life. They really are. Oh, we will get to the Bayou Bucket. I love this. Oh, man. How about Colorado 36, Nebraska 14? Do we know anything about no. Colorado? No. no. No, because because I don't know what the fuck TCU is. It is entirely possible that we will not know anything about Colorado until Thanksgiving. Well, no. We're going to find out real fast because uh, you know what their next game is? Well, oh, I know. Next game, Colorado State. That's fine. But then they get Oregon and USC back-to-back. But here's the thing. Mm. Does that tell us anything? Yes. I think it will. Does it? I think one of the two I, will, I, at least. I know what Oregon US, is now. Oregon or USC will tell us something. Yeah. I'm not confident that I can tell you what either Oregon or USC are. I feel that. I feel USC that. has a really good offense and a dog shit defense. Surprise. They looked better against, against Stanford. Stanford. I know what Utah is, I think. I think I know mm-hmm. what Utah is. I am willing to say on November 26th, I, I am willing to say what Colorado probably is. It's going to take me this entire season to decide. I thought I knew what Utah was. And then I saw Baylor run over their asses for three quarters. Utah had to swap out quarterbacks. Their pig farmer went on the bench. I say that lovingly. He is a pig <laughs> farmer. Cam Rising <laughs> still in play. They are going to need Cam Rising, apparently. That is going to be important. And Baylor had the worst five minutes of football I have seen in a long time to end that game. I, I mean, I've, I've seen that before, but maybe for Baylor, I guess. But I've seen really bad <laughs> for, for modern Baylor. I'm pretty sure Baylor pre well, like yeah, 05 also had there was like a, there was a, some there was Baylor was not great when I was getting out of high school <laughs> and they were trying to recruit people to go to school. We're like, uh, no, sorry. Do you All like not said, dancing? Like, absolutely. Storm that field. Like Stormfall. Oh hell every yeah! Time. Every time. And we love. They were like, oh, I guess, I guess they're favored. Fuck that. Storm the field. You had a one in eleven season last year. You know what? You beat Nebraska. Storm the field. Awesome. Let the kids have fun. This yeah. is not hard. Shudder Sanders has please, another. Don't do not storm Ralphie's trailer though. Do not storm that. That is not a thing oh, to no. storm. Let Ralphie on storm the field right for the field storming. No, 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 no. Ralphie no, no. will storm you. Yes. I can I can imagine like everyone's storming the field and there goes Ralphie. Oh God. Just bodies popping up. Reminder that it was officially a grad assistant job at Colorado to get new Ralphie used to the marching band by holding practices next to her pen. <laughs> this is a real grad assistant job. I know the grad assistant in question. Was it a band grad assistant or a sure was. Of course it was. 
Yeah, he's got his doctorate now. Doctorate in bison soothing with sousaphone. Shooter Sanders once again goes for a crazy amount of yards, 400 something. It was great. He is holding on to the ball a very long time. Nothing bad will ever come of this. That's the like the the big thing of me going like, ooh, we're holding on a long time. And he's still great. He's he's great to watch, a ton of fun. I this may bite them eventually, but who the fuck cares? It's still a ton of fun. They play Utah Thanksgiving week, yes? Yes. Oh, oh, because that's the rivalry game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think if they're gonna get bit if I mean they they have to go to the- Oregon. So yeah. That's also that's yeah muy, muy, muy malo. Well, we, we can talk about that. N- Nebraska in this game, the first half was just defensively brilliant. Yeah, defense held. Did Rule great. had him ready. Offense just could they be any worse on offense? But this reminds me of the Matt Rule thing when he comes in as a coach. The first oh, year is this, is this is this demo day? This it this feels like he's rebuilding this from the ground up. Which I mean, after the frost era, I think he needs to do it. But, I mean, there is the transfer portal now. There is. I don't necessarily know if their quarterback is is the person to lead them in the future. Maybe this year. I don't even know what he has depth-wise, quarterback-wise. But I'm I'm in the camp. Give Matt Rule some time. The defense looks a whole lot better until basically their their spirits were broken because they just like the offense just it, it was just a matter of time until like Colorado scored again. Nebraska had four turnovers. Yeah. Three fumbles and one interception. That's two games in a row they've had four turnovers. So if they can stop the turnovers and and move the ball uh, efficiently, I just don't know. I don't know what Nebraska's offensive identity is at this point. It seems like their quarterback is mobile, can run. Jeff was running for his fucking life. That was was their only touchdown was his run up the, you know, basically a delayed draw. I I, I don't know if they need to, like, edit their game plan a little bit better to maybe not try to have him throw so much. But I don't know. Nebraska, I'm basically, I'm putting Nebraska in the slow cooker right now. And I'm going to let them simmer as a team. And then slowly the ingredients will come together and then they should have a meal. But up front, it's not necessarily a a complete turnaround, which I don't think rule did like transfer. Like, I don't know how many coach prime did, but I don't think rule transferred that many folks in. How many, have you ever seen a loon in the wild? Like the bird, little spotty bird. We get them sometimes in northern Pennsylvania. They end up sort of wandering down from the Great Lakes. And what happens is they land in parking lots. And then we have a problem. Because loons are really structurally made very strangely. Their legs are too far back. If they are on water, they can manage to get into the air and they can fly. Yes? Okay. Yeah, exactly. If they're on land, they sort of tippy-tip over. Okay. And then you have to pick up the loon and take it to some water so it can take off. That is the Nebraska football experience right now. And I feel like they're trying to take off on the wrong surface. There is some promise there if we can somehow get them onto the right surface to play. I don't feel like they are as hopeless as they have been in the past. But right now they are a loon in the parking lot. And I hope for better for them. Matt rules. Also, this is going to sound mean. And I intend it to be mean, but not as mean as it's going to come out. <laughs> I want to be mean. <laughs> oh, God. Mean. Okay. I'm Just a here. little right, bit go. mean. All right. Uh, we got another weather uh, delay. No. Okay. Temple... When he was at Temple, his first season, they started 0-6, and, and they finished 2-10. and 10. I'm not saying Nebraska is Temple. I am saying that it is probably going to take about as long to right the ship, to stand the loon back up and put it on the correct playing surface. I mean, 
as it did at Temple because there is Scott Frost in the walls. I am happy to check back in on Nebraska in 2024, 2025 and see how things are going. He That's went all. one and 11 at Baylor. One and 11 to seven, to 11 and three. To seven and six and then to 11 and three. And then he went mm-hmm. to the NFL. So, I mean, he, yeah. So this is telling me it'll get better, but like, if you're really interested, check back in in a couple yeah, of again, years. It'll put, be- Put the corn huskers, you know, let, let, let's let let the corn, you know, do its thing. And there's probably some beans in there because apparently Nebraska has a lot of beans. Yeah, so uh, you have to soak beans. And you you got to soak the beans. Down. You got to, you know, just put Nebraska in there. I don't, I'm not expecting much out of Nebraska uh, this year anymore at all. Can I interest you in El Asico? I'm, I'm Iowa El Asico. 20, Iowa State 13. This was a typical El Asico. It was played in what felt like mud it was not muddy it just felt that way and brian ferentz is falling behind six points behind now and we had a lot of people on our timeline angry that six seven of those points were from the defense they're like how could that count i'm like that's what it says in the contract like you posted it on instagram was like this is bull Uh, how does this count for him and i'm like this is what the contract says and then they're like okay fine fine i'm like we didn't write the contract it's any points that iowa scores no matter which way a lot funnier it it would have been a lot funnier uh so yes i think when you do need to change that graphic a little bit at the end if he reaches that summit there needs to be like a golden contract extension so at the very end there needs to be a floating golden contract extension with like the magical with the, the with the magical with the glowing lines as you said mm-hmm. okay sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like an, uh, some sort of aura yes what was all, what was even more frustrating is that Iowa State also could do nothing no one could do anything this game is just misery I, for everyone I, I love I love Iowa State for this because they do this every year all hope is gone but hold on here we go Iowa State's trying here we go. And oh my god. They made it the they made it twenty to thirteen after like a, a seventeen minute drive in the fourth quarter. It, it's not really seventeen minutes, but it, it felt that long. It with, felt that way. Yeah, but they were just slowly inching down the field. They get the touchdown. You're like, okay, now here we go. They got a fourth and one to keep this alive. Can they keep I they do this all the time. Iowa State does this all the time. And I feel like Iowa State fans are just numb to this at this point. And then Iowa fans are like, it can never be easy, can it? And so both both fan bases hate this game. Really nothing crazy happened in this game. I don't think there was anything. No, minus the, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double back one thing. Okay. Uh, on Texas, Alabama, Quinn Ewers did manage to complete a pass to himself in that game. Okay. So, I mean, that didn't even happen in, in Iowa, Iowa State. I don't think there was anything weird or wacky out of this game. So No, I, it was it was just... It was standard. It was, it, it was know, oatmeal. It's, it's weird. It was, it was like, yeah. lots of oatmeal. If I, if I shake this peanut butter jar hard enough, something will come out. And it's just oil. It's just yeah. oil and whatever's the bottom of the peanut butter jar. Oh, yeah, you have to use the natural peanut butter. That's, you know... It's a good stuff. Nature's, nature's hate lubricant. Eat that layer. <laughs> I think that wait, could be no, wait, the, t- the wait, show time title, out. but okay. This can't, wait, this can't be right. Time out, time out. This number can't be right. Because I'm seeing that Iowa had nine first downs to Iowa State's 19. Yeah. Is that real? It's real. Oh, Christ. And we say nothing weird or wacky happened. No, but I mean, like, there this wasn't. Entire... But it's like, that's very normal for Alaska. That's, that's normal for Iowa. Like, they, they, they got a pick six. There you go. It's, it's Iowa. And shout out to the, the quarterback for Iowa. 
uh, just being amazed that his defense scored points. And he was just so thrilled that his defense scored points. He's like, wow, I never, this is amazing. I love when the defense scores points. So I don't know if that's a, a cheap shot at, at Michigan's defense, not scoring pick sixes like Iowa. I don't, I don't know. But it was Steve just, he was, so gonna have to, he was so happy. Well, he was so happy. He was, he was. So I'm glad for him. Cade's going to have to do some other work because it was, he did not have a great day. 12 for 22, 123 yards, no TDs, one interception. But it's Iowa, so no one's asking you to score 100. Some, well, sorry, nope. someone's asking you to score 100. Whether you choose Brian to or not. Brian Ferentz might be is... asking you to score 100 by the end of this year because he's he's going to end up very behind on his average if he's not careful. You know, I I, I misread sh- our show notes on this game, and I thought you re- I thought someone wrote Iowa scored 17 in the first half and then shut it down again. And I I was trying to imagine like Brian Ferentz saying that's all the points we need to score. This will be fine probably just because he's very bad at math. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe it's just. Does he not know how how big twenty five is? Get the number cubes out. Is he? Let's is, go. Is he trying what? to score points in Celsius? Like twenty five Celsius. One. Whatever conversion rate. Whatever he's, are, he, is it, he's, is he's, it, he's scoring like Turkish points. I don't know what the conversion is rate. Is. Yeah, isn't twenty five Celsius like ninety something American? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, like yeah. he's twenty five Fahrenheit, and then he's like, oh, I thought this was Celsius, which is. Mm-hmm. What Negative is points. 25 Celsius in bot? <laughs> <laughs> we just, just cross over all of our jokes. Just all the jokes. Done. The value of 25 CEL in bot is 112.25 bot. Okay. We're not going to talk about what anything stands for, but that's no, how that, many. There's, there's, that's not real math. That's just numbers. I think there may be a cryptocurrency named Celsius. Sure. Oh, there we go. Yep. That's it. Beth is now into crypto. Okay. Totally. We go to the desert, Oklahoma State at Arizona State. This is our game of the week. This ended up being just a pretty good Big 12 game. Arizona State feels like they are, man, this year sucks for them. They're, they've got nothing to play for, really. And they're being punished for something that wasn't their fucking fault. And the person that did all that shit is, you know, getting a paycheck on ESPN. So fuck that. I This sucks. And so it was a lot of fun. Until it wasn't. I mean, it was it was it was fun for me watching the entire game. Is it raining peanut oil now? No, no. We're in a weather delay because of peanut butter is nature's, nature's lubricant. Nature's lubricant is falling on the show. Oh no! You gotta mix it in. Is, is, oh, is, is, since we're talking about Arizona State, is this a haboob of peanut butter? Yes, it is. <laughs> peanut butter haboob. Oh, good. Dusty this peanut is- butter. That's what I like in my peanut butter is dust. Hey, yes, that's a, that's a thing that crunchy, though. This is crunchy our- peanut butter, dusty peanut butter. You got you it. You know, not enough people talk about Katamari Damacy Part Three. Not enough people talk about it, and I don't understand why. This Arizona State game was a, a tale of two halves. I would say yes, a tale of two halves. Which is the the fun thing for me is that Arizona State was basically playing hair on fire first half, just yep. ridiculous fighting going crazy, running the ball well, I mean, hitting big plays. They got to 15, and they just stuck on 15. Oh, yeah, just. Uh, at halftime, 15. And then my my favorite shot of the game was when they showed Pistol Pete, the mascot with the giant head. Uh, mm. I was just very concerned for the person in there's well-being. I'm like, get this. Torrents of sweat. Get, I mean, like, he looked, uh, he or she, whoever was in the thing looked, miserable even though you couldn't tell but like their their body posture 
in the in the giant pistol peed head just just did not look like they were having a good, good night. And Oklahoma State couldn't do anything in the first half. They had twelve rushes for zero yards in the first that half. Was, Nothing. That was and they were able to get a big field goal at the end of the first half, which was which made it 15-10. Nice 52-yard field goal. But I, I just want to go over the second half drives for Arizona State here. So let's go over the Arizona State drives here in the second half. Hold on. Let me go here. All right. Uh, first drive of the half, they get the ball, and they turn it over on downs. They get all the way to Oklahoma State's 40, fourth and one, stuffed. Turn it over on downs. The next drive, five plays, interception. Next, next drive, six plays, 15 yards, punt. Then the next drive, three plays, six yards, punt. God. Then the next drive, four plays, eight yards, turned it over on downs. They were on their own 33 when they went for it on fourth and two. And then they did it again. Uh, Seven plays, 37 yards, turned it over on downs, uh, fourth and seven on Oklahoma State's 38. I don't know what happened at halftime. Maybe, you know, Oklahoma State got a bunch of IVs in the second half because they ran the ball 19 times for 113 in the second half. Like, Arizona State couldn't stop it. They, they were able to pull away in the second half. Uh, Mike Gundy rotating three different quarterbacks, including his son, Sunner Sundy. <laughs> Gunner Gundy, yes. But, yes, three different, quarterbacks, three different quarterbacks, which – and then the rotation didn't make any sense at all either. It was like all of a sudden there's another quarterback in. Just so weird. Like, to end the game, like the guy that started Bowman, he was 11 for 16 for 113. Uh, then uh, Garrett Rangel. Uh, Rangel, I believe. Uh, he was 6 for 9, 46 yards in the touchdown. The touchdown to seal it. Uh, and then Gunnar Gundy was 5 for 7, 32 yards in a touchdown. Which, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what Oklahoma State's supposed to be, but they got three quarterbacks and they're all playing at random times. It's ridiculous, but somehow they come away with a win. A game that I was super excited about and ended up living to the expectations. Ole Miss 37, Tulane 20. Tulane's QB was out. He suffered an injury last week at South Alabama, but for most of the game, that really didn't matter. Tulane held like hung with Ole Miss for three quarters ish, and then it just got away from them. It basically got away from them towards the end of the game. So yeah. this was another one of those games where Tulane was out to a seventeen-seven lead, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe. But Tulane could only manage a field goal in the second half. You know, with the backup quarterback, it's kind of weird how the game ended. It was very strange that the game ended. So Ole Miss is trying to convert uh, like a fourth and two in Tulane's territory, and they're up 27-20. And then, you know, they try to run the ball to convert it, and Tulane stuffs it. But guess what? It's a false start on Ole Miss, even though Tulane stuffed it. So they backed them up five yards, and now it's like fourth and six. Ole Miss decides to kick a 56-yard field goal, and he nails it. So it's 30, <laughs> 30 to 20 because of that. So again, we have a game ending false start here. Tulane gets the ball back and they're trying to drive with like, maybe like a minute, something left. And the quarterback tries to throw a pass and it's like almost blocked right back into his hands. And they ruled it a fumble on the field, which that was weird. I don't yeah. know if that was an incomplete pass or not, but they ruled it on the field as a fumble. And again, I can't, the ref said the, what the ref said. I mean, if you want to be mad at it, it's fine. And that's how they get the 17-point victory and, and cover the spread. And all the Ole Miss fans were, were hyped. And, and and probably they may have got a little drunk on Bradman Street, which they probably were already drunk at the game anyway. Um, I, in the chat, I dropped the expected points per scrimmage play. And I want you to see if you can figure out when 
shit just started going downhill for Tulane. Oh, line go down. Yep. Yeah. Going pretty line good, really pretty go good down. until about play 45. And then Ole Miss line go up, and you can see some big jumps there. To lose EPA, expected points per ex, uh, expected points added, each play has a value to it based on history. Yeah. To lose five EPA in a single play is catastrophic. Like, those are the kinds of plays that you sit and you go, like, oh, no, this went so incredibly bad. Yeah, I, I feel like if Tulane had Michael Pratt, their quarterback, um, they may have won this game, honestly. Um, I think so. If they could this, keep... is good. This, is my, this is my new, this is my new, if Colt weren't hurt. If Colt wasn't hurt, if Pratt was not hurt, they would have beat Ole Miss. So, uh, I'm upset they dropped Ole Miss, uh, Tulane out of the poll. Um, yeah, that's... I was that's just true. like, Really? Like they lost to the twentieth team, but then you know I remembered all the voters don't watch all the games, and they just probably saw yeah. thirty-seven twenty. Like, oh, Ole Miss handled them. And if this was any other team that had done what Tulane has done, yeah. like not only would they not be knocked out of the poll, they would still likely be in the top fifteen. Can I interest you in UTEP seven Northwestern thirty-eight, guys? UTEP may be bad, bad. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't. Oh, no. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that. But look, it was seven, seven and a half. This, no, this and then is a game. Northwestern. Just this is another up. one of those games where UTEP just basically. I mean, one of their picks in the second half, the quarterback Hardison had maybe about eight seconds of time, and then he makes like the worst decision possible, throws it right to a Northwestern person. Oh, in the numbers, in oh, the numbers, in, like, in, hit in the fucking numbers. Oh, buddy, and I'm just like. I don't know if he saw him or not, but he he would have had time to see him. But uh, had so much time. But again, this it it seems like this this week had a lot of teams going into the half with good momentum, and then the second half, everything shuts down, and that's what happened for UTEP. Northwestern came out, and UTEP just kept messing up and not doing anything, and Northwestern took advantage of it. So UTEP is now, I think, in the zero and thirty eight. 0-37, I believe, all time against Power 5 teams. So they had a shot to get their first Power 5 victory. But sorry, UTEP. Try again later. Utah 20, Baylor 13. Baylor had this one, (laughs) y'all. They did. Baylor had this one. And then the stupidest things I have ever seen happened at the end. And you end up with Utah winning. Like I said earlier, Utah pulled their quarterback. I'm going to drop the EPA chart in the chat again for this one if it will load. Because I want you to see if you can figure out when they changed quarterbacks. Tell me where Utah changed quarterbacks. Perhaps it is where the line starts to go up. That's exactly what happened. Wow. Line go up. Line do go up. And Baylor just choked this. I mean, Baylor's line go stop. Like, Like, look at that. To go from being total positive EPA, offensive EPA, seven-ish, very good, to negative seven in the course of like 10 plays. Yikes. Fucking yikes. Utah did not look great. And I don't know if this is body clock. It was hot. I don't know if this is. It was hot. They were spraying down like student section. They were spraying. It was like 102. Like Baylor girls, women, all wearing their white shirts. And they are oh, no. blasting them with a water hose in the front row. I thought it was yellow shirts, but it was it was students. it was a light colored shirt. Okay. 
I do love the irony of Baylor temporarily becoming the home of the world's largest wet t-shirt contest. Yes, that's what I was seeing. Noted Methodist school Baylor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Baylor had a wet t-shirt contest and then lost a game. Yeah. Satan's in Waco. You know, there's they had a shot to even tie it and they threw a ball up in the end zone, which there was a questionable no call there. Which would have just given Baylor like 15 more yards closer to do another like mini Hail Mary. Utah gutted this one out and and they pulled it off. So congrats, Utah. Jordan, are you there? Jordan, I can't hear you. Yeah, Jordan, your audio is gone. Uh Oh, what now? There's another weather delay for his electronics going out. Like the Notre Dame and and NC State scoreboard. We regret to inform you that Jordan's microphone has been struck by lightning, much like the NC State scoreboard. (laughs) I'm going to start you guys talking about Miami 48, Texas A&M 33. Commissioner talking. I got to find a picture of Bobby Petrino. Okay. So this game was a lot of fun. God, that's ominous. This this game was a lot of fun because you, in the beginning, Miami just kept messing up. Miami was messing up and, and A&M was taking advantage. And you're like, okay, oh no, Miami's in trouble here. Like A&M's up. But really like Miami, bad turnover, bad muff punt, and A&M's up. But AM hasn't necessarily done much, and he, he, they didn't really do anything for the game. And then, then all of a sudden, Miami starts to assert themselves in the game, which, I mean, if you look at the pictures of the total yardage for the game, and really looking back at it, if Miami didn't make these mistakes, this game probably could have been worse for AM. And I think my favorite play of this game for this Miami game is that it's like third and eight. And it's the Bobby Petrino offense with a lot of Jimbo Fisher influence. And they run like this shallow cross. And then like three Miami safeties and cornerbacks all converge on this person getting the ball and they get no yards. Like it, it was almost the most telegraphed play. And I was like, oh, wow, Miami's Miami's got this. And from that point, Miami just basically started to put the points on and, and really um, they look like a different team. Their, their defense seem disciplined and if again if Miami didn't make those mistakes in the beginning this game could have possibly been worse but looking at it now AM did have a couple of uh, turnovers my favorite one is that they're trying to go for like third and one and they just got blown up in the backfield and the ball like it's one of those like perfect helmet on the ball hits where the ball just pops out mm -hmm. beautiful but I mean crazy uh check the chat y'all for some Bobby Petrino shots this is him up in the box. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's hiding out. He's wearing the A and M hat and shades, and the box at Miami. They like there's no camera in the box, or didn't have that camera apparently. No. So it's through the glass, and it looks like he's either trying to dodge a process server or hiding from child support. Do you think like his his uh, voice on the mic was uh, like garbled? Like they do one of those interviews, so he's trying to hide from everybody. To have the light like shining behind right. him, so you can't mm-hmm. see his face. Before we go into our next one, let's do our promos first. For five dollars a month, you can join our Patreon slash Discord. You get to participate in our weekly rankings debate, our live chat during the games. It was the holler room was crazy this weekend. You also get to have Beth ask you questions during the game because Discord's like the only thing that works in Morgantown. Yep. So Beth asks for weather. Yeah. Oh, Pit Girl gets to experience this next week. Yay! You also get access to our special podcast, Commission's Corner. You also get our paywall Substack posts, and you get to talk to us all week, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, we're 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 cool. I think not really, but yeah. We have our merch store at self sitcos dash committee dot store. 
a joke for Lucy Roden. I said, she said she needed a live, laugh, punt sticker or a live, laugh, punt logo. I was happy to provide one and it's now in our store as a sticker. So in, in Hawkeye colors, I can make it in Ames colors too, if I need to. I mean, whatever colors we can definitely, definitely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm the artist here. I get to choose the (laughs) colors. I'm not just going to give it to anyone. Got to earn this. If someone's like, I want live, laugh, punt and Bama colors. I'm not doing this. I want to know that if I am a fan, that's like, I want to live, laugh, punt sticker. Yeah. Bama, Bama fans who would be interested in a live, laugh, punt sticker DM us because we would like to psychoanalyze They probably you. follow us, which they're, they're, they're probably Bama fans from the before Saban era. And they're mm. they're ah, just they're they, just enjoying three this. to two Bama fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. they probably grew up in the era between Gene Stallings and Saban, and mm-hmm. and definitely remember Mike Price's very short tenure with Alabama. So if you're if you're a little bit too young and you're listening to this podcast, just just Google Mike Price Alabama and enjoy that one. God, <laughs> oh God, have fun. Uh, pour one out for the Fear of the Thumb era. That was a good time to be an Auburn fan. Me too. Shout out to shout out to Message Board Geniuses podcast. They had a fucking weekend of it. <laughs> everyone was ready to fire fucking everyone. Melt, meltdown, fire everybody. I uh, just, I mean, just so many different meltdowns. Which is go a m Just and m looking to fire everyone. I mean, Bama went off too. They want. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've God seeing Bama melt. They're not meltdown. gonna. They're not gonna know. Which uh, uh, again, this is as a committee here celebrate the good times while you have them yes. right enjoy the wins enjoy the victories no matter how many or how little because who knows how long it's gonna last and the craziness there which is you know okay sure whatever so i bet i that. bet yeah. what nick saban needs okay here i fixed his problem nick you're listening nick you don't have a person following you whispering memento mori into your ear do you mm-hmm. you need that you need someone to keep reminding you that you too soon will die because I feel like you're getting too happy. He's smiling more. He was grouchy at the game. Okay. Let's be honest here. He was very grouchy, grouchy, Nick, but it wasn't like I saw Narduzzi go ape shit on a ref. I, I, that's, yeah, he does that's that. passion. Some people that we follow are just like this smiling. Nick is not doing it for us. He needs to get angry again. Memento Mori, Nick, either that, or he definitely has a room off to the side of his office with just a skull on a table. that He just looks into every <laughs> once in a while. The next coach is going to be like, the fuck is this? That's Nick's skull room. You don't have a skull room? We have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. I actually have ideas for, I have a new idea for a video. So I'm not going to say it, but I got things. We have our Substack. stack. Potato chip ratio is our paid one, but also we have our weekly recaps of in the 1900s classic style. And then soon this week, we will have Detmer 2.0 dropping. Yep. And with some adjusted numbers. Yes. And lastly, our Sicko's Committee and Home Field matchup is a matchup made in heaven because if you're like us, you need amazing shirts that are licensed from schools that are super soft. If you are a first-time orderer, use offer code yes, ha 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 yes. That's three ha's for 15% off. And even better, we have our weekly Sicko shirt showdown. We highlighted Cal Auburn last week. And this week, we have Kansas State and Mizzou. Yep. If you use offer code committee on these specific shirts, you get 25% off whether this is your first order or not. If you want to stock up, oh, also, these shirts will be there all season until they are out. So if you missed one the week we saw it, go grab it. Combine two shirts to get cheaper shipping. 
but use offer code committee to get 25% off these shirts. And they are great, guys. We pick them ourselves mm -hmm. in conjunction with Homefield. Amazing. Well, why don't we just go to Cal Auburn? That was fucking stupid. That, I, I, that's, that's all I got on that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cal, Cal was leading Auburn 10-7 for years. And then Auburn just did it. I mean, Cal probably should have won this game. But yes, I mean, they, they couldn't make a field goal. They couldn't capitalize on anything. It was it was ridiculous. This is what they missed two two field goals, maybe more. I can't I remember. I think it was like three. It was I think it was three. Yeah. And one of them got called back because they like false started on the kick. Oh, like they oh, made they one made and then one. false started on the kick yeah. or something. They went from like yeah. 50 something out. Yeah. And they had to back up to the 60 and tried it again. It was it was classic uh, Pac-12 after this drive chart. Who posted it? That that was me. That that's the whole second half. So oh. Auburn and Cal in the second half. Read it. Let's go. Uh Cal uh turnover on downs. Auburn turnover on downs. Uh Cal miss field goal. Auburn punt. Cal miss field goal. Auburn touchdown. Cal punt. Auburn fumble. Cal interception. That was it, right? That was that was it. Hell. The fumble again. It's like, okay, Cal's those alive. Were, those were like it. back to back. And then the interception, was... like like a couple plays later. And then uh, Auburn was able to salt the game away at that point. Shout out to Aubie in the bear costume. Aubie's wearing like a, a, a Aubie the tiger, just just wearing a, an inflatable those, like, bear. Ride, like, like riding the bear around it, your It reminded waist. me of a, a movie that I don't want to reference because that would imply that Aubie's doing stuff to the bear. Oh, uh, it's it's like it's like Super Troopers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You, it's like Super Troopers. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah okay. So I, I don't know. I, I jokingly said that Aubie got in the brownies in Berkeley. So I have no idea what was going on. It was a lot of fun to see like the Auburn fans out in Berkeley. And I love, yeah. I love stuff like this. This is the magic of college football, like two fan bases that never mix uh, on campus. They may mix in like a bowl game at some point, but like in going to somebody else's campus that is clear across the country, which we may get a lot more now with the realignment, I guess. But I mean, this is this is a classic SEC ACC totally, you know, bowl game. Right. This this could be an this could be an Outback Bowl. Yeah, get that in your and, head real fast. Actually, no, and not Outback. That's this could be a Duke's Mayo Bowl. Actually, hey guys, Cal Auburn is a Duke's Mayo Bowl. I I am all of a sudden sold on this. I didn't get to see the Auburn Tiger um, with this bear. Let me get you real fast. Hold on. Does it look like Hercules with like the Nemean lion? Is that what? No, we're not doing? Ne not nearly that cool. Okay. An obby bear. No, that's not what I want. I go through our timeline from yesterday, but as always, trying to search our timeline from a Saturday. Oh, no. Might as well it, just fucking. Good luck. No, I, I love whenever we get these crazy combinations, uh, and it's like, it's the football equivalent of what if we put a chocolate sauce in Beef Wellington? Well, let's find out. I, I posted the link in the chat, Beth. It's a video. Just click play. You can see it. He's he's definitely riding that thing. That face is so good right now. But you know what? Not one fucking Oski siding last night. What the I hell? Know, I know. They had Obby out there. Benoski. I'm just is is there something we don't know? Like, did they have to like? It did, was Oski finally extradited back to Spain to to be punished for his crimes? He's he's now living a quiet life in the Cayman Islands after some just like he was heavily involved in crypto and now had to get out of the country. How about I offer? Well, these are gonna be some shorter ones here. Vandy twenty, Wake thirty six. This game kicked at ten central, had six plays, and then went to a weather delay. Yeah. I think the last play was a wake was a wake interception, I believe. No, yeah, wake picks off Vandy and then runs it back all the way, and then weather delay. Weather Boom. delay. It was just like we're off to a great start, and then I was like, ah, uh, uh, I'm sorry. And I'm back to watching fucking game day again. 
the first six plays of this game were one of the relatively few things that I saw live yesterday. I was sitting on the couch in my friend's apartment watching this game and we, we flip it on and it's about to go to kick and it's silent. And we were convinced there was something wrong with the audio on the TV. No, it was just 11 a.m. in Winston-Salem and no one had anything to say until the ball was in the air. I can't imagine what the hype, like the emotional hype to get hype for that game must have been like. <laughs> Let me offer you another weather delay game. Notre Dame 45, NC State 24. The most interesting thing that happened here is that lightning either hit near the scoreboard or on the scoreboard and glitched it for a while. They had all the fans inside the basketball arena but in the weather delay. And then somebody tagged us and, and sent a video for that. So if something weird at the game happens, we get tagged in it. We love that so much. Do that all the time. We appreciate it. It's a- that also happened at Purdue, Virginia Tech. And there's a video of the Hokie Bird coming out and then Purdue Pete coming out, trying to be joking and happy. Looks like he's stalking him. Looks like someone's about to get murdered. And it's a turkey. So I need to tell our listeners something because you guys need to get this in your head. We had one tweet do huge numbers. And it was that Army hit a 56-yard pass TD. And that's great. Y'all, Army throws now? Like, that, they've changed the offense. And so Air Force is really your only, like, bread and butter triple at this point. Maybe. Like, they're the ones that are, yeah. But, like, Army's running a mix at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, even in the before times when Army did throw, it was often like this Mm -hmm. that's kind of the idea when you're a triple is that if you do throw you're gonna blow the fucking lid off Uh, shout out to air Air force by the way currently uh top at yards per completion because they've completed three passes for 100 yards and 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 they beat sam houston in houston 13 13 to three Um, sam houston's defense is real i'm gonna argue this the rest of this year no they're good I mean, they've only given up 17 points. The only problem, Sam Houston's only scored three. Their defense is good. Maybe their offense will catch up to FES sooner, sooner or later. Uh, so they just need to they, work on their scoring. Are defense. they Iowa in miniature? Mi- mini Iowa in Huntsville. Oh, um, oh my God. that's the worst experience. Oh, no. I can imagine. They're, okay. Oh, they're fun-sized Iowa. <laughs> Stack-sized. Orange Iowa. Orange. Uh, they come in the big, like, hundred-piece bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also has helped. Delaware State is not great. Well, no. They they lost to a Division II uh, team the week before. So Army took advantage. Also, when you know you see Army doing these passes, it just tells me that the masses did not watch ULM versus Army on the NFL Network in week one. I so, can guarantee I you mean, the masses did not watch that. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was NFL Network, Army, ULM, in Monroe. Why did nobody not watch that game? None of, none of those just, things. Just me, but okay, yes. JMU 36, UVA 35. Ooh. This was a great <sighs> game. This was I, such a great game. Because it was so close, that's what's pain. If this had been a blowout, then yeah, but it was close. And then, of course, we got weather delay right as UVA was like charging back. I kept checking the score of this game, and it looked like, okay, UVA has it. Okay, UVA has it. Okay, UVA has it. And then I didn't look for a while, and it's like, JMU won. Wait, what? JMU was up big early. And then mm-hmm. uh, UVA switched quarterbacks to their, their was it Anthony uh, Colandria? And yes, Colandria. I mean, he could he could move, he could throw. Uh, very raw talent, but just, just up and down. And UVA took the lead big time. And 
but then damn you fought back it, it, i mean uva was up 35 24 uh but then jamu fought back and made it uh, 35 30 and then with like a minute left you know jamu gets the touchdown to take the lead by a point and they're able to hang on poor uva fans uh you, yeah. you'd think you would you would beat your in-state rival but I mean, JMU was, they were leading 17-7, but I believe the weather delay here, after the weather delay occurred, like JMU was down 11, and I think that's when the weather delay occurred, because JMU oh came God. out in the fourth quarter, and they just took it to them in that, that fourth quarter, and they and they stole the game from the Cavs. And I mean, I, I get that Virginia doesn't want to hear this. But the fact that they that they were able to have this game and play the way that they did really bodes really well for you going forward. This is a really good sign. Yeah, JMU is good. There's no shame in losing to them. Um, and this game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. So, you know, it's going to be a long season this year, I think, Virginia, but might be better next year. Let's move directly south of there. UNC 40, App State 34. Best thing you need to know about this quote, Mac Brown's this is from uh, Andrew Carter. Mac Brown said he won't miss playing app state. Asked him if these kinds of games should continue given the statewide interest quote. It's a great thing for the state of North Carolina to have these games. He said, and I encourage NC state and East Carolina to play them. That's some Steve Spurrier shit. I love it. Just. Oh, he went, he went further. And it was just like, there's no benefit for North Carolina to play app state. If we win the game, we're expected to win the game. Uh, if we lose it, then we, we're losers because we lost to the smaller school in App State. And I'm like, well, OK, Mac, uh, he, he's just glad that it's done. And oh, I, need, I, need, I need to finish the quote, by the way. Go right ahead. So then Mac continues after saying, you know, he said, quote, so I've had enough. I'll enjoy my house in Linville and congratulating all those App State players and coaches. But I'm glad we're through. I appreciate Mac's ability to simultaneously channel Penn State coward energy mm-hmm. and hate Nasperier energy in like two consecutive sentences. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, very much so. We he still needs to work on keeping it concise. Mm. He's wordy. Like, like yeah, like send your singer and then and then let it go and make them change the topic. We we gotta work. We gotta workshop this delivery, but I, I think we're getting close, Mac. I think we're getting close. Another overtime game. Another double overtime game. The Bayou Bucket, y'all, this one, <laughs> when I saw they were up 28-0, Rice was up on Houston 28-0, my jaw dropped. They scored touchdowns on their first four drives. Yeah. The Rice band was tweeting out, I thought someone, I, I thought the Cougars were supposed to show up, guess they're in traffic or shit like that. <laughs> you have the Rice band dunking on you, Houston. I saw this score while I was at my sister's house and I was just cackling on the couch. Oh my goodness, Dana, what are you doing? But then the Cougar Coaster arrived. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of teams you can lose to at Houston where it's understood. You're the scrappy underdog. Sometimes you take one. Mm -hmm. You know what you can't do? Can't lose to Rice. (laughs) You can't lose to Rice. I'm assuming the Cougar Coaster this year has a really long line. Like you have to stand in line for a good long time before you get to go it's, on it, and then just tick 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 tick. Where are we going? It is a Whee! great ride. This game was insane. Rice up twenty eight nothing. 
Uh, Rice was driving for the fifth straight touchdown, but then Rice threw an interception. From that point in the third quarter, it was 28-7 at halftime because the Cougars were slowly clawing back. Third quarter, nobody did anything. So it's 28-7. Then start the fourth quarter. Like Rice had fumbled at the end of the third quarter, and then Houston started to get it rolling in the fourth. They get three touchdowns on their four drives in the fourth quarter, uh, and they take this into OT. They score a touchdown with 15 seconds left in the game to take it to overtime. Then Rice and and Houston go back and forth in in the first OT, touchdown, touchdown. Then double OT, Rice gets the two-point conversion, and Houston's two-point conversion attempt falls incomplete in the end zone. The Rice Owls win the Bayou Bucket for the first time in 13 years, 13, 14 years, I believe. They don't play every year anymore, but yeah, it's it's, it's been a while. I want to talk about this thing that I noticed this week. It was called the second half shutdowns. FBS teams that didn't score any points after halftime. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, right? We'll go UTEP, Virginia Tech, Western Michigan, Kent State, New Mexico State, FAU, Arkansas State, Nevada, Eastern Michigan, San Diego State, Cal, Arizona State. One funny FCS here, Charleston Southern. That was that oh. was a hilarious oh. game. I have I have a comment. We'll, we'll on give that you some game. some stats on that. Yeah. And and Rice. So Rice didn't score any points in the second half. Nope. They didn't score until OT. Rice was the only team to win a game this week that didn't score any points in the second half. So dumb. So that, that is your sicko the stat of the week. The win probability chart is a work of oh, art. Oh, yeah. I dropped the win probability chart in the chat. You need to look at that. Yes. Sicko stat of the week. <laughs> poor, poor Houston. What because a... nothing nothing feels better than crawling back. Dude. That... Only to have it kicked out from underneath that... you. I just love the, like, tiny little boop back into the Houston territory. Mm-hmm. And then the line immediately goes straight back down. Oh, look. Down. Hope. Wee. Oh, we're going up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The Cougar Coaster strikes again. Uh, JT Daniels throws for 400 yards, and I'm so glad he's expanding his academic mind at Rice University. Let's go nearby in Texas. Let's talk about UTSA 20, Texas State 13. Wasn't as big a scoring as I thought, but this is proof of concept for both of those. UTSA is good. They look slower than last year, and I still can't tell you why. Texas State looks fun and feisty, and I'm just that makes me happy. UTSA had more yards. They ran all over them. Like UTSA is very much back to that very blended half run, half pass thing, which under Frank Harris, like that's what they do. And yeah, I, they just look a little slower. And I don't know why. I don't think they have the wide receivers that they had because some went to the draft and some portaled out. And then Frank Harris has not necessarily got off to a great start for the year. Just looking at the thing, I think he would have only completed 46% of his passes. It was, not, it was not as usual. It, yeah. No, but he's had a rough first two games. And really, I don't know, maybe he'll get it back. But, I mean, Frank has been there for ages. And the wide receivers are young. You know, and, and they were able to keep uh, Finley wrapped up. They harassed TJ Finley all game long. Did not really give him much time. This was a very feisty, loud Alamo Dome, like over 45,000 in this game. Man, and that y'all, that stadium is so deafeningly loud. Oh yeah, it is. It is a dome that is built with like concrete on every surface. It is not a nice, warm, fuzzy dome. It is a early nineteen nineties dome. That's right. Ninety plays from scrimmage. Ninety. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You just you say warm, fuzzy dome, and I'm picturing like carpet on the ceiling, like like a space station. Yeah. Warm fuzzy or like dome. a 70s airplane. Warm fuzzy dome. Yes. It's the carrier dome with carpeting. So musty. Speaking so. of the carrier dome. 
Syracuse 48, <laughs> Western Michigan 7. Is Syracuse good? They're fun. They, yeah. It, it was 7-7 seven, seven at one point, and then Syracuse yep. just like hit another gear I did not know they had. The is Syracuse good question. I know like one of us, one of our followers, oh my God, not this question again. Uh, <laughs> not this <laughs> Not this again. Uh, yeah, it's back. Uh, also, looked at Bill Connolly's SP+. Syracuse is 28th in that right now. They're next to Arkansas. They're above Iowa. They're, you know, they're 28th in SP+. So let's see what they do next week. I'm very curious. But let, let, that, that'll that be definitely on our radar next week. North Texas, a bunch. FIU, slightly more than a bunch. Yes. <laughs> this game was just a wacky points fest. So, I loved pulling up FIU film and seeing that awful white balance and that weird colored field. And I just felt cozy. It's great. Those blue uniforms did not look great against that blue field. That was, that was weird. Uh, the Biscayne Blues, which, I mean... It looked like a completely different FI uniform, uh, as they said in their own tweet. So I didn't just make that up. Don't get mad at me. That's FIU did that. So I have some FIU trivia because they won this game 46-38, I believe, or is it 46-39? This is back and forth. I think think North Texas was up like 38-39, and then FIU took the, the lead back late, and they put it away. So I have FIU trivia. Go for it. They've played three games so far, right? Do they have, did they have more yards in this game? Then they had combined in week one and week two. I'm going to say yes. I feel like you wouldn't be asking us this if the answer wasn't okay. yes. I will say no, just because I'm not getting us game date. <laughs> You're not getting us game date. So in week one and week two combined, they put up 487 total yards. Oh, they had more than that. In this, in this game, they had 514 yards. Yeah. So they basically d- doubled their year total in one game. So. Uh, you were on to my clever ruse here, Pit Girl. Oh, but some fun <laughs> FIU trivia for everybody. Trivia, trivia nerd. <laughs> trivia nerd. She, I mean, she does have Jeopardy experience. I should have known better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> UCF at Boise State. This was crazy. I want these two to play every year. This just felt right. I don't know what it is, but like UCF and Boise. I know UCF is in the Big 12 now. But, like, these two schools seem like to be that outside of the Power Five school oh, yeah. for so long. This is, this is the new money fight. And I, oh, man, it was such a great game. It wasn't like they couldn't do much each other. There wasn't much UCF scoring. wins 18-16, by the way. Yeah, 18-16. They hit a huge field goal at the end to win the game. This uh, game was 10-9 for so long. Yeah, it was nuts. It was such a great game. I, I don't know. Like the kicker, Boomer is the name of the kicker oh, for UCF. Oh, he just he boomed four field goals in for UCF, and they were able to pull off the victory in Boise. Which I mean, this was a great, great game, and I want these teams to do a home and home and home and home and home and home, just back and forth, well, keep playing. So it needs a trophy. It does. This needs a trophy. So could it be like a knight riding a, a horse because it's the Bronco and the. Don't ride riding a horse. Okay. A, a bronco. I'm gonna go to the local consignment store, and it's gonna be like the. I was gonna say the crock pot, but no. If we need one of those, I know where to find it. <laughs> every maybe if you ask nicely. Every, one of my li- one of my least favorites. Every we could we could go to an area of Pennsylvania with rival games that don't have trophies and offer all of them the crock pot trophy. Okay, you'll you'll get some takers. Uh, yeah. How about like we'll spray a, it, a we'll spray it gold? How about a crock pot uh, with potatoes in it? 
I like that. We okay. do like potatoes. We do. We do love potatoes. We're, we're big potato fans. Invite us to your bowl game, Potato Bowl. Next one, Charlotte at Maryland. Only thing to say really is that Biff burst out to a 14-0 lead, and then Maryland just found their gear. Yeah, they. This they, was on God's own NBC. Everyone saw mm-hmm. the the Biff. The Biff. <laughs> what what was the? Did you make that that video of Biff? No, someone else did in our chat. Oh, I can't remember. Amazing, right. fantastic. I want to give a shout out to Temple at Rutgers. I, I look. What, what was the actual score of this? Game? I'm not going to tell you. I'll okay. tell you after. Uh, I'll get you at, at, at the end of this one, right? So Temple's down thirteen nothing. Thirteen nothing at the end of the third quarter. It's thirteen nothing. Temple gets a touchdown. It's thirteen seven. Here come the Owls, folks. This all happened in the fourth quarter, by the way. Temple okay. touchdown. Next drive, Rutgers touchdown. Next drive, Temple, one play, interception. Rutgers field goal, 22-7, Rutgers leads. Three plays, one-yard game for Temple, punt. Uh, Rutgers touchdown, it's 29-7, Rutgers. Next oh. drive for Temple, one play, interception. It's still 29-7. Touchdown, Rutgers. It is 36-7, and that's the game. It was a six-point oh, game, Temple. What until, until Rutgers woke up. I, I don't know. Maybe two one play drives where you throw an interception on the very first play of the drive. Not good, Temple. Not good. I'm trying to see if I can look up the win probability chart there because I don't think I've ever seen it go like off the chart, but I bet it does. <laughs> it just went the other way. But it was just like, oh my God, I tweeted. I was like, Temple, get you within six. And then I, I blinked and all of a sudden it's like 29 7. I'm like, what the hell happened, Temple? My God. Miami of Ohio at UMass. This one was one of those that started in the middle of the day and finished in the middle of the night game. This, this one was, was fun. This, this didn't leave the quad box, you know, it, it left during the really, really long delay there at McGurk alumni stadium. And I don't think there was really anybody left in the stadium once the game resumed, because this no. was, this one was like, I don't know how long the delay was, but it was like, I mean, I, I don't even know when the game was supposed to start, but it was still going around midnight Eastern. So Miami gets out to a big lead. It's like 28-7. Miami's just scoring up and down. They get a 99-yard touchdown pass. So they hit a 99-yard touchdown pass. But but Don Brown's men fight back, fight back. And it's 31-28. UMass is down by three. And you're like, okay, come on, UMass, you can do it. Put the Red Hawks in the Chowder Bowl. You can do it. But then Gabbert for Miami, Ohio, hits a deep pass. And they're running for the touchdown. The UMass cornerback uh, punches it out. But uh, a Miami Red Hawk wide receiver picks it up at the one-yard line and takes it in for a touchdown. And so it's a 10-point lead back for the Red Hawk, which – Oh, man, UMass, you fought all the way back. And then I think they lost like 41-28. If I'm wrong on the score, please forgive me. But the best stat line goes to the the wide receiver of of Miami, Ohio, Cade McDonald. Uh, he, had, he had zero receptions, but he had one yard receiving and one touchdown. That's his stat line. How do you... <laughs> I don't because understand. he's the one that picked up the fumble on the one yard oh, line. Oh, got it. <laughs> it took oh. it in for a touchdown. So that is his go. stat line: one yard, one touchdown, maximum efficiency. Cade McDonald for the Red Hawks. 
on no receptions. On no wow. receptions. He had no other, he didn't touch the ball for any other time in the game except to pick it up on the one and get it in for the touchdown after that fumble. Yards per catch is infinite if you are oh this my guy. God. Oh my god. We're gonna divide by zero. <laughs> Mississippi State 31, Arizona 24. This is went to one OT. This is our first Pac-12 team to fall in non-conference. So we salute them. They Mississippi State was playing with their food. They they really they they should have put it away, but they didn't. And then Arizona Arizona fought back valiantly, and they were able to get it into OT. Mississippi State no problem scores like almost immediately in overtime. And then Arizona struggling. The quarterback Jaden Delora scrambles on like a fourth and ten, gets like one leg clipped out from him, and so he's like just on one leg trying to leap for the first down, and. They they look like they give him the first down to convert on the 15. And then, like, they review it and they back him up. And so this was, like, a really, really questionable decision. Like, they gave it to him on the field, but after the review, they backed him up. And that's how the game ended. They didn't give him the, the first down. Uh, so there were a lot of people in our mentions that were upset. I'm like, again, we don't control the reps. Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. Not yet. <laughs> I, need, One day. I need to talk. We... This is when we tell the listeners, actually, we do control the Buffalo Wild Wings button, yes. though. So if you ask nicely, yes. we'll hit the chaos button for you. We need to talk about what Jaden Delora did in the first, like, six drives of this game. Because this is the drive. This is how the drives went. Mississippi State, fumble. Arizona State, interception. Mississippi State, touchdown. Arizona, interception. Mississippi State, touchdown. Arizona, interception. Yeah. Just... Ugh. And it's always, it's like four plays, interception, there was, three plays, interception, there was three plays, one, interception. I think in like the the fourth quarter, he threw one like off of a... He threw one more. He yeah. threw one off of somebody's helmet and mm-hmm. it doinked right to a Mississippi State person. Oh yeah, right. right <laughs> just, like he just threw it, just doinked right. <laughs> like, fuck it. God does not want me to win this game. I mean, I mean, uh, I feel bad, but Arizona fought hard. Great. I mean, it's a moral victory, whatever. It doesn't count, but... It was a good game. It was a great game. It was fun to watch, and but the but the Bulldogs uh, pulled it out, and then their their coach dropped an f bomb on the air in the interview, <laughs> and then he made a great reaction face after that. Which, if you haven't seen oh, it, sorry. he was just like, "Oh, oh my god!" Oh. And he was like, like immediate regret face, which was hilarious. But uh, you know, shout out to Mississippi State on the win there. Washington State thirty one, Wisconsin twenty two. Worst part about this is the entire game was wrapped up in. I'm glad Wazoo's showing that they can be in Power Five. They've been in Power Five. God, yeah. like we're talking about, like, like the. Oh my God. Anyways, Wazoo, Wazoo almost cooped it. Doesn't matter. They won. Won big. I drink well. They were up big, and I'm like, uh oh, here comes Wisconsin slowly chipping away. Wisconsin's got this, this, this air raid thing slowly starting to work, and then. Wisconsin misses the two-point conversion to tie. And at that point, I was like, uh-oh, like, you know, Wazoo's going to, as you said, coog it. But they didn't. Uh, they survived. Cam Ward made some fantastic plays and got a touchdown to seal it at the end, which was fantastic. And, and you know, awesome. Jake uh, Dickert, the head coach of Wazoo. Um, I mean, great win for the Pac-12. It's, it's hard to say that now because you know what's going to happen. But but great win for Wazoo. Shout out to Wait, Wazoo. We, we've all seen the thing where there is a possibility that 
Wazoo and Oregon State just become the Pac-12 on their own. They are suing for like control of it now, which is yeah. Which give it to them and let Oregon State and, and Wazoo do it. We'll build our own Pac-12 with Blackjack and Hookers. That's right. Oregon, I got off the score. I think it's Oregon 38, Eight. 37. 38. Texas Tech, 30. 30. Yeah. Tech ran ahead and then just got eaten up. They got sleepy. They got sleepy. It was it was night in Lubbock. And there's just not a lot to do at some point. <laughs> Why do you say Lubbock like that? Lubbock. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love the way that you treat each bee separately. <laughs> it's Lubbock. It's Lubbock. Well, I can't say Lubbock. I can't say Louisville. So I mean, Lubbock. whatever. Lubbock. How, how do you say the word about like the thing that's made of string that you put between two trees and you take a nap on it? A hammock. Okay, that's what I thought. What? Don't a like hammock. that. Don't like that. Wait, did I say did I say hammock? <laughs> Kinda. Hammock. Hammock. There we go. Hammock. hammock. Okay. And Lubbock. No, hammock and Lubbock. Lubbock hammock. Come on. We're gonna go to Lubbock and get in the hammock. It's right near the hammock gonna go, district. We're gonna go to Lubbock and get in the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh. God. Yeah. Uh, tech. Oh, uh, they. If they. I feel bad for Texas Tech because they've lost two heartbreakers to start the season. So I feel bad for their fans. It was a, uh, it was a rough one there, but you know Oregon was able to pull it out in Lubbock. <laughs> uh, gotta say something nice about Marshall. Marshall thirty-one, East Carolina thirteen. They got palindromed. This was this was nuts. ECU was up thirteen ten after the third quarter, and then Marshall scored twenty-one unanswered and won thirty-one thirteen. It was I I didn't see this coming out of anywhere really. Um, no, 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 no. This was a weird game because there was a lot of swings. Like I think Marshall was up ten nothing. ECU tied it in like in like three plays, ten ten, like out of nowhere. And then ECU went up thirteen ten. I'm like, okay, I guess ECU's got this. And then Marshall was like, oh no, here comes twenty one unanswered. Shout out to the shout out to the herd. I know Beth hates that though. Oh, you said your nice thing. That's fine. We can move on. <laughs> a nice thing was said. That was it. Old Dominion thirty eight. Louisiana, Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, 31. All you got to say is that now they're the commission's favorite team of the week. Congrats, ODU. Congrats, ODU. Shout out to the Monarchs. We appreciate that uh, here on the Sickos Committee podcast. Thank you so much. I saw that score. I'm like, commission's going to be so happy. And we quickly go back in time to Friday. Kansas, 34. Illinois, 23. Kansas looked really good. Mm, Kansas looked good. Uh, it got a little hairy at the end, but they were able to hold on, and they were able to pull away. Which there was some weird ref stuff, and there was an image of a Kansas fan just, uh, I think, giving like double thumbs downs. Oh yeah, ref. it was just yeah, oh, real big energy. Yeah, real, real big thumbs down. Really big thumbs down. Which the refs were not great in that game. Uh, but shout out to Lawrence showing out on a, on a Friday night game. Congrats, Jayhawks, with your. Your angry Jayhawk, instead of instead of Leggy Bird or whatever, which we had some, a, we had an account yell at us about calling it Leggy Jayhawk. They were like, "That is sexy Jayhawk," and I, I'm like, "I'm like sexy, sexy legs, legs. sexy legs." I'm like, "Okay, whatever, sorry." I saw no, uh, I saw no, you know what? No, that is our beautiful Leggy boy. Like, I do like calling him Leggy boy, but Jordan is correct. He does still owe me fishnet Jayhawk. Ooh. So mm-hmm. and fishnet heels, yeah. 
All right. Uh, Kamesh? Yes. I'm going to read the score for the Lamar ULM game. Okay. Lamar, you know, of course, a member of the United Athletic Conference. No. In FCS. No. They're the Southland. Wrong. My bad. They're back in the Southland. Back in the Southland. Uh, this is going to be ULM 24 and Lamar 14. Yes. You want to get some more separation against these teams, Kamesh. You have to tell Terry. You know, uh, ULM was up 21 at, at 21 nothing at halftime. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and then... Nobody... And, and another team that just shut down. It, seriously, if ULM did not get that field goal at the end in the fourth quarter, because Lamar put 14 points up in the fourth quarter. Uh, in the third quarter, the end zone went into hibernation. Always <laughs> at the scoreboard or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. just, zone, yeah. one of the, something went into hibernation, but it was... And then, like, ULM was like, okay, fine, we need a drive. Here you go. We got the drive. And they executed the oh, offense, like, flawlessly. Like, oh, I guess. And I'm like, come on, man. I don't want to have to eat potato soup. But now <laughs> but now I'm going to have to eat potato soup. So since ULM did not defeat Lamar by more than Idaho defeated Lamar, uh, which was a 25-point margin, ULM only won by 10. They are 2-0, which celebrated Warhawks. You're 2-0 for the first time since 2018. And we all know how that season turned out without a bowl game at 6-6. Six and six. But yes, let's celebrate it. And I will be eating some potato soup. Uh, my 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 wife bought the wrong potato soup. Got the I, good stuff. She got yeah. she got like the H E B meal simple with like ingredients and stuff in it because I was supposed to get the Campbell's just plain. So I will I will take a picture of me eating that soup if that's okay or do I still need to get the Campbell's? I see. On the one hand, I I think it's it's wonderful either way, but I kind of love the idea of you having to go back to the supermarket. Okay. In a hundred degree heat, okay. yeah. and look at the cashier in her in their human eyes as you are buying potato soup in in that temperature. Okay, so I have to get the Campbell's like condensed potato soup, uh, yes. where you have to like add water to the can or whatever. I mean, ideally, you should add cream, but uh, yes. it's going to be water. Sorry. Oh, uh, yummy! I'm excited for that's, you. That's the rule, right? Y'all said I had to do water. Are, are you believe- out of that one? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. And like I couldn't have any seasoning or bacon bits. No. It's it's got seasoning. Uh, ingredient list right here by the way, to get you hyped for this. <laughs> we got we got water, potatoes, potatoes number 2, modified food starch, wheat flour and contains 2% less of whey, milk, cream, mm. salt, vegetable oil, onions with two stars next to it. And I'm not sure what that means. Butter, cream, potatoes again with two stars next to it. Not sure what that means. Mm. We already had potatoes once. Monosodium glutamate, soy protein concentrate, yeast extract, natural flavoring, and celery extract. Yeah, so my, my wife got the H-E-B Meal Simple Baked Potato Soup. Probably uh, has real ingredients. It says it, it was made with tender potatoes, onions, cream cheese, and uncured bacon. So, uh, and she was just it's like... entirely too much flavor. It's no, too that, much flavor. Yeah, that is much nicer my, soup Yeah, it's a little bit we nicer potato for. soup, even though it's 100 some odd degrees here in, in, in San Antonio. I will... I will soup season. I will def- you can have some of that after the Campbell soup as a noontime treat. Sure, I will. I will take a picture of me eating a bowl and put it in the Discord chat of of me eating that. Uh, my wife was concerned, like, "Hey, no, why did you want the Campbells? It this has better stats." So, like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, whatever. This was the bet, and she's just like, "Okay, next time you make a bet, you need to be a little bit more health conscious." I'm like, "Don't worry, don't worry. ULM plays Texas A and M next week. We should be fine." I do like imagining putting it as this has better stats just imagines makes me imagine you as Link in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. 
and like you're cooking and and you're trying to make the good soup but you've ended up accidentally making dubious yeah, food so, yeah definitely speaking of idaho oh, winning wait, big one, over tea one more question here oh yeah go for can, it can i put some crackers in the soup or is it just straight soup if you want to make it thicker with crackers you can do that okay okay right. do you have oyster crackers <laughs> I, I don't think i do i may buy some of those or some saltines saltines would be good for this i think i have saltines that'll work, uh, that'll work. I'll, I'll crunch it back, I, whatever i idaho 33 nevada 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 see now i'm crushing everything <laughs> nevada. 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 nevada six the wolf pack are down nevada. real bad guys and idaho came in 33 six like you don't want to get beat by an fcs team but you also don't want to lose like by a normal score to an fcs team no this is you got they got uh, crushed by idaho they got they got beat up and down the field they i mean this was like a blowout and like somebody on our timeline was just like when i saw the score i was taken aback and i was like i was not i i was expecting idaho to do this by a few scores which it was um very interesting and and in idaho again they they have some hype to them they got some good rankings in the fcs former fbs team coach got them rolling up there and and they really took it to Nevada, Nevada, whatever you want to call them. I am, I am all over the place. Apparently, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Uh, let's see where Idaho actually is. Idaho's at the highest twelfth right now in the uh, coaches poll. Yes, Utah State seventy-eight, Idaho State twenty-eight. Okay, Idaho State. Okay, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Idaho State is is not great this year. Like I love them, not great this year. Well, okay, but they make they Utah fought, State look. They fought seventy eight points. Good. Look, they they only lost by eight to San Diego State. All right, so I know. I, I know these and, two data points don't make sense. Well, I'm trying I mean, to correlate these Idaho, points. And Idaho State is consistent offensively. They scored twenty eight in, in both games. Their defense was a little bit different in this game. But let me just go through the score for Idaho State and Utah State. So uh, Utah State won this 78-28 with a 44-point second quarter. Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. Utah State, second quarter, uh, a touchdown. Okay, they're pick girl trying to get that around your head. I just, it does not All compute. Right. So Utah State has the ball at the end of the first quarter. Uh, and then the, the second play of the, I'm sorry, the first play of the first quarter, eight-yard touchdown for Utah State. Uh, then their their next uh, drive after a three and out by Idaho State, uh, three plays, a 40-yard touchdown run uh, for Utah State. Uh, four-play uh, four I'm sorry, punt for Idaho State. Uh, then uh, Utah State goes on an 11-play, 75-yard drive, touchdown, four yards. Um, uh, then they get a pick six, so now it's 34-7. Then uh, one play for... Um, Idaho, uh, fumble, Utah State recovers. Then one play 20 yards later, <laughs> Utah State's up 41-7. 20-yard uh, Three plays uh, and a punt for Idaho State. Uh, two plays, 60 yards, 60-yard touchdown run for Utah State. Uh, Idaho State then answers with a 10-play 75-yard drive to make it 48-14. Then Idaho State, uh, long kickoff return to the Idaho State uh, 20, and they hit a field goal. Uh, to make it 51-7 at halftime. 51, I'm sorry, 51-14 at halftime. I apologize. Idaho oh, State. Incredible. Amazing. Wow. Next up, Morgan State at Akron. Only interesting thing here. Well, first off, Morgan State made this a game, but also Akron has turnover tires. Yes. Love it. It's amazing. Was- you get a turnover and they're just like putting like physical tires around the player's helmet and shoulder pads, which is is fantastic. 
tires is heavy. I know. Mm-hmm. And then they put two tires on the player. Heavy is the head that that uh gets the turnover. <laughs> uh, hey y'all, you remember that team that beat Boston College last week, Northern Illinois? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were fun, right? Yeah, they, uh, they, totally. Uh, Lucky Lombardi, they, right? They they lost to FCS Southern Illinois. The Salukis won it, fourteen to eleven. The Salukis um, were up fourteen nothing at the end of the third quarter. NIU gets a field goal, then they get a touchdown and a two point conversion, but they're able to hang on to make it fourteen eleven. And uh, the first FCS over FBS win. I know we already talked about uh, Idaho at Nevada. Ne- nvidia the uh the video card that that you get with computers but no this was the first one southern illinois uh defeats northern illinois which is is this like a rivalry game glory to the puppy bowl i don't know but it should be Uh, i just appreciate that bc ended up with a transitive loss instead of to an fcs team instead Mm -hmm. of just losing directly to holy cross uh i'm gonna rewind back to the utah state thing real fast Uh, 44 points in a quarter yes what is the NCAA record for most points in a quarter by one team? Ooh. I feel like like Houston did this with like David Klingler or something. It was like f- like 53 points or something. I was going to guess 56. 60? 49. Okay. It's okay. done three times. Houston versus Tulsa, Davidson versus Furman, and Fresno State versus New Mexico State. What year was uh, Houston? Uh, 68. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even the Klingler or Andre Ware years. Okay. Uh, that game also, Houston holds the record for most points scored in one half at 76. Jesus. Oof. Uh, what, what if I offered you this question? Total most points scored in one quarter, both teams. Wasn't that last year? Like Houston and SMU? No, they got okay. came close. But oh, okay. All right. It's got to be like, this has it's to. like 70. Is this like one of those real, real wild Baylor years? No, this one's weird. Okay. Okay. This is hmm. 63 points. Okay. Navy 35, North Texas 28. This is 2007. Uh, Navy won the game. Of course, course it's 2007. 2007. That makes sense. Navy you... won the game 74 to 62. <laughs> you could give me a million years. I knew. There's I no way. Would. To try to come. I never. Never would have guessed. Pointy Navy. Yeah. I would have guessed. I would. I would have guessed several different teams like eight or nine times before i got to navy once how does that again not computing how navy could possibly ever are you sure that's not a basketball score i'm an F, i know i'm an fbs for sure okay how could navy possibly even score that many yeah, points when the triple option i, I, I don't working. understand I got, I gotta find a box when, the, when the triple option is working it is working and north texas not stopping anything, which they had trouble with FIU this this week too. Commission, so. I think we found the next like commission's corner where you and I read a box score. We just read a box score up and down. Here we go. No, I got stats. Okay. I got stats here. Perfect. Send it to us. We Navy, may talk about that one. Navy rushed for 572 yards and passed for 100. That's how they did it. Beautiful. Nice. Okay. Wow. There's, there you go. Fordham 40, Buffalo 37. Got another FCS win. That's great. Grammarly overcomes and Buffalo may be bad. This is two years in a row that Buffalo has lost an FCS team. Yep. This is this is my bo- my bo- my boy Mo Linguist. Oh no, Mo Buffalo. Yes, his name is Mo Linguist. Oh no, Mo. Oh no, Mo. 
I can't tell the joke. I can't. Move on. Then, Boston College 31, <laughs> Holy Cross 28. So fucking close, Holy Cross. This one went into delay with about two minutes left with Holy Cross driving. Uh, it and was, the best part it, it, oh, This is such a horrible delay for Holy Cross. Because it totally took because like BC had to was was basically punting it back to them, and then Holy Cross had I don't know whatever they got the ball after that punt they would have had a minute like fifty eight to go, and if I don't think there's a weather delay there maybe Holy Cross pulls this one out, but the weather delay maybe saved them, and then the Holy Cross fans uh, this was great this uh, the Holy Cross fans amazing. running up and down the field along with the BC fans just. Like running the entire field during With the their weather asses delay. out, yeah, just going mooning the entire whoever yes. was left. The Holy Cross fans stayed, and there was no security. Nada. They were they were no, celebrating. The were just running the field. The Holy Cross fans were celebrating when they were raising and lowering the Allstate the net for the yep. field goals. So they're waiting for it to come back, and they were raising it up, and they were like, Argh! and then they lowered it down. Argh! Yeah, it's <laughs> just back and forth. It was so. It was so ridiculous. I feel like Holy Cross probably could have won this one. This was a, a really good battle between both, and I really wish the Sacred Cod Trophy was back. Also, shout out to the uh, the person in the BC press box who kept tagging us with these videos of the yep. – I, 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 his name, and I, I – of, of the half of the, the naked ass out fans, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to find – uh, his name, I think it was Kevin. We retweeted it, so I, I apologize. I think it named Keep Kevin, looking. but I, I'm going to try to find it. You better find that trophy, or I'm going to make you a new one, and then you will be stuck with it. Fresno State 34, Eastern Washington 31, and two OTs. Boy. Uh, Fresno almost fucked this one up and just gave it away. Uh, Fresno had a field goal to win, but pushed it right and had to go to OT to take it. All right, I found the name. It's Kevin J. Stone. There you go. Thank you, you Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, for tagging us in this and and following us. We appreciate it. Co-owner of the New England Football Journal journal, um, and a Rivals writer. So thank you for tagging us in that. We we appreciate that a ton. This one is actually was actually very important to someone in our discord. Montana State, South Dakota State. Oh, Final score was 20 to 16 Jackrabbits with some shenanigans at the end. And it came down, like it came down to it. This game was everything that it was sold to be. It was just, I mean, this might have been the best game. You got a feel for Montana state, but they had their chances. They blocked the punt, recovered it on the one yard line of San Diego state, could not punch it in, had to settle for a field goal. They got the ball down to the one again. Of San, uh, I'm sorry, South Dakota State. Did I say San Diego State? I think it's I fine. did. Whatever. Uh, the Jackrabbits, one-yard line twice, and had to settle for two field goals. Um, at the end of the game, you know, they, they take the lead 16-13, and then, like, South Dakota State takes two plays to score a touchdown to go back up, like, 20-16. to 16. Uh, Then Montana State drives down, gets to, like, the 20-some-odd-yard line with, like, eight or nine seconds left. They complete a pass. They rule it a touchdown. They celebrate. The quarterback takes his helmet off. They're celebrating. They just they upset the defending champions. It's it's pandemonium in Brookings for the, the Montana State Bobcat fans. They're so excited. Then, then they reviewed it, and he didn't get his foot one down. more second. Uh, he didn't get his foot down, but then 
they call an unsportsmanlike penalty. So then they back them up 15 yards, but they give them another second. The best thing ever. What more could you want than one more second? So then Montana State, the QB scrambles, throws it up into the end zone. He gets hit as he throws it, and it just falls like short at like the one or two yard line and incomplete. Montana State, you had your chances. You had your chances. You had your chances. And maybe you'll get another shot in the FCS playoffs because I can see these two teams right back there, maybe in the semis, maybe in Frisco, because these two teams are good. And this was a fantastic game. What a battle. Um, This is a one versus three game in week two. Yeah. God, I love FCS. This is amazing. So since we're done with the FCS versus FBS thing that we've done here, so I want to give a shout out to Youngstown State, the Penguins. Yeah. Right? They beat uh, the spread against Ohio State. So shout out for doing that. I was like, what are you going to say? They beat what? The spread. <laughs> beat the spread. After the game, the final score was it was, was Ohio State 35-7. After the game, Ryan Day said that the reason they didn't score more than 35 on Youngstown State was due to the new clock rules. And due to the new clock rules, they didn't have enough time to score more than 35 points versus uh, Youngstown State. So let me give you all the teams that scored more than 35 points on their opponent this week <laughs> and had no problem with the clock rule. So here we go. We're going to start on 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 Thursday. So I'm going to try to say them as fast as possible. Louisville, Indiana, Georgia, Florida State, USC, Washington, Notre Dame, Oregon, Kansas State, Oregon State, North Carolina, Duke, Miami, Clemson, Army, Georgia Tech, Central Michigan, Bowling Green, BYU, Michigan State, Syracuse, Toledo, San Jose State, West Virginia, Georgia Southern, ODU, Fordham, FIU, La Tech, Western Kentucky, South Florida, Florida, Rutgers, TCU, New Mexico, and Utah State. Bro, you got outscored by Rutgers. I just have one thing to say about the Charleston Southern Clemson game. If you guys will go into the chat and scroll up a little bit, I dropped there's a point this game, this game ended Clemson a bunch, Charleston Southern, not a lot, but that doesn't show that going into the half, they, I think Clemson scored right after this, but like going into the half, they were tied 14, 14. No, it wasn't tied for it. It was 24, 17 and halftime. This was at the end of the first quarter. Oh, into the first, my bad. Into yeah. the first. Yeah. And so uh, first downs, Charleston Southern zero Clemson 12. Total yards, uh, Charleston Southern 6, Clemson 198, passing 5 to 134, rushing 1 to 64, and time of possession, 3 <laughs> minutes and 20 seconds to 11 minutes 26, and the game is tied. Efficiency. I mean, Charleston Southern, again, shout out to Charleston Southern. I know the second half did not go well because I think the final score was like 66-17. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, it does not matter. It, I mean, the That's, second half, yeah. whatever. No, it doesn't matter. That was not funny. No, but the thing is, like, I, I tweeted, I was like, I know every game's a different story, but Charleston Southern could only manage 13 points against Division Two North Greenville, but they got 17 against Clemson, and they were, were within one possession at halftime. So shout out to the Bucks. The Buccaneers of Charleston Southern. Get, shout out to them. And I mean, that's a memorable game. The second half didn't happen in your mind, in, in our nope. mind either. So shout out to uh, only losing the Clemson by seven. So that's that's what happened. Shout out to Clemson evidently being a turnover machine. Oh, also. oh just the worst. Who knew? Davidson, a Pioneer League FCS team, ended up dropping a to a D, dropping a game to a D two school, Barton Colleges. Congratulations, Barton. And then we got a note from D3 Susquehanna 
that they finished a game that was six five. And the last Hell they had yeah. a graphic ready to go. Yep. The last time Susquehanna football played a game where either team finished with five points was nineteen oh nine. That's when a touchdown was Central PA stand when up. A ten, when it, that's when a touchdown was worth five. Yeah. They they hit a game winning eighteen yarder with two seconds remaining to win the game. <laughs> six five. Shout out Susquehanna. Shout out I mean, what way to win this one? <laughs> this is just amazing. What a win. Six five. We gotta give it a shout out there. Just amazing there. Before we get to Clock Commander, I do want to you know let us play neck and talk about some nection this week. Stonehill thirty three over Central Connecticut thirty. That's a conference game. That was Stonehill. A, they hit a field goal to win the game. I think it was like mm-hmm. a fifty some odd yarder to win the game. Who uh, Sacred Heart go- Stonehill? Yep. Yeah, and let me, let me uh, get the the length on that field goal to win. Georgetown twenty seven, Sacred Heart ten. Hard to play in DC. Navy twenty four, Wagner zero. Which was it? Fifty two yarder for the Stonehill Skyhawks to win Ooh. over the Central Connecticut State Blue Devils. Nailed it. Navy, Navy twenty four. I think you did. Navy twenty four, Wagner zero. This is the game that the TV kept trying to convince me I wanted to watch. Lehigh fourteen, Merrimack twelve. This is when they got moved to Harvard. Yep. West Virginia 56, Duquesne 17. We already talked about that one. Bryant 21, Long Island University 10, and Robert Morris 31, St. Francis PA 20. Bobby Moe did it. They won a game. Bobby Moe won a game last year. They won a game. Bobby Moe. One in a row. One in a one row. One in a row for Bobby Moe. The best co- <laughs> clock commander we have is uh, from it, it, no other nominations this week. No, uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, IUP. Uh, Pick girl, did you see this? I did not. IUP is down 12 to 13. They have the ball deep in enemy territory. It's a third and one. There are 26 seconds remaining in the game. Is this suppose I see five spots for timeouts? Uh-huh. Do you get five timeouts? I have no idea. Okay. This is D3, correct? Uh, D two, I think. Okay. So IUP, IUP's quarterback oh. sits. Oh no! At the beginning of the play, and the clock begins to tick. Yes. Seventeen, sixteen. Oh no! He's standing again. Now we're walking around. Thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten. Still walking around. Oh no! Now people start to sort of start oh, no. sort of run around. Oh uh, no! Four, three. Can we get to the line in time? And two, nope. one. Nope. Game over. Forgot how many timeouts there were yep we did not properly count our timeouts i talked to several people who were in the legend the iup marching band all they wanted to say about it was yes that is really what happened it was very embarrassing and we don't want to talk about it oh man i'm sorry friends oh, yeah oh my god yeah that is that is your nominee for clock commander of the week uh they they forgot about how many timeouts they had left and slowly realized that when the clock was ticking, I don't know. I, I feel bad. <laughs> My God. Shout out to East Stroudsburg who earned their victory. Earned their victory uh, uh, because of this. And they and boy, did they run off and celebrate the victory because, uh, yeah, that that is. Um, okay. That is a heck of a way for 13th ranked IUP to lose. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, I am not man. kidding at all. Oh, oh my God. Leash. Wow. Oh man, that's rough. 
well folks let's hope they get their uh revenge at some point later this year the the crimson hawks we're, we're rooting for you uh and and just n- let this never happen again but congrats on winning clock commander of the week um this reminds me of the the marlins uh ball boy that didn't realize the ball was fair and uh he threw it, just so walks just casually walks up to it and walks up throws it, it the the fan, throws it in the stands and he's like what what do you mean that ball was fair and he just continues you know with this dip uh <laughs> I think I don't know who tweeted it. It was like, what what kind of job interview is it for Marlins ball boy? But yeah, this is kind of one of those that oh my god, that's that's gotta be just I mean it happens, it's a gaff, it's oh but uh shout out to uh East Strasburg for uh Strasburg for, for winning the game. Folks, that's all we got for tonight. But you know Tuesday's going to be here because I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. We're in a weather delay. We have to cancel the rest of the 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 podcast is over. Weather delay. We cannot finish the podcast from here. It's over. 